developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Seinfeld is gone somewhere. Don't know where he is. We, we think he went to Zuckerman's address, but in a different city. Maybe Anaheim. Uh, Zuckerman is in the house uh, dealing with the wives. Johnny Lieberman's here. I'm going to bring them in, gentlemen. And it's July 3rd. It's, uh, it's like our 4th, I guess. Are, is, is everybody celebrating the 4th? I, cu- I couldn't get this straight in my head. Is today Sunday the 4th? Or is it tomorrow, Monday, the 4th, well, we that we celebrate? Well, it's like Christmas when you celebrate it on the 26th, Thurston. No, it's the 4th of July. It's on the 4th of July, which is tomorrow. But you know what I'm saying. It's, it's the, the weekend, weekend. It's Sunday. It's the weekend. It's, it's yes, always it's the, the day. It's Sunday. It's a day. There's a lot of fireworks going yeah. off here. You're, you sound good with Credence behind you. What are we listening to? Fortunate Son. That's a good one. I love these guys. I listened to a lot of this stuff when I was like nine years old. Of course. I did. Just, I we love, all wanted to be in the bayou. I love these guitars. Guys from Sacramento. I still listen to this song in particular. It's such an amazing song. Welcome, Welcome to the show. protest songs these days that have that resonance? I don't know. What's wrong with people these days? Good question. How come they're not angry? There's a lot wrong, which is why there's Bikes Car Radio to <laughs> kind of distract you for an hour. <laughs> Soothe the savage breast, right? Uh, and... Uh, and it's going to be a good show. We got a good show. Jerry's here or somewhere. He'll be he'll be coming in late. We have questions. We have uh, we had uh, some delicious food. Compliments of the Zuckermans from Ms. Lala on Adams, an excellent place. Little plug for them. Why why plug them? You paid for it. Why don't plug people? Cut it. Hey, Will, cut my plug. <laughs> cut my plug. You'll see how much power Zuckerman has. <laughs> if you're listening to this, the plug is in. We should talk about, though. Uh, I don't, I can't hear you, Johnny. Are you plugged in? <laughs> give me, uh, give me some audio. 
Anyway, all right. Now we got we got Lieberman's mic working. Johnny back from his uh, Pike's Peak run. Yes. And uh, well, I light up a cigar, a Hoyo two. Um, why don't you tell everybody what happened? Because uh, it was hard to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it was easy for me. Um, it was a real bittersweet race. It was um, the worst conditions anybody's ever seen on Pike's Peak. Um, and when I say anybody, I mean Reese Millen, Rod Millen, David Donner, David Donahue, Jeff Swart, all these guys who have like, you know, over 20 runs each. And uh, it was just absolutely miserable. It was fog. I had fog for about 75% of my run. It was raining. It was cold. Uh, it sucked. And I, um, I'm, I don't know. Can, no. I, can I just back to, up to a couple things? Yeah, 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 yeah. It seemed like an extremely difficult um, race to broadcast. It, it felt like... Oh, now I'm using the wrong mic, too. I just realized I've got a really noisy mic. Boy, it's going to be one of those shows. I um, mean... It seemed, uh, you know, it was nine hours of mobileone.com uh, broadcasting something yeah. with, who was hosting it? It was Tanner and Tanner? Jared. And who's Jared? Jared's a motorsports announcer type okay. guy. He's a great guy. They're, okay. it, it was them vamping, vamping for nine hours and then cutting to a quad camera split that was devoid of cars. Yeah. <laughs> and I was confused. By, and, then, and then I got excited. I was scanning through it. And I was like, oh, there's Johnny's car. And I saw the Johnny car. And I saw the head. And uh, I heard some revving. And then they very quickly started talking about other things. And then I never got to see race. <laughs> I kept looking for it, and I couldn't well, find it. The what, other problem what, what is, like, if you had actually caught when my car passed those cameras, you would have noticed that I was completely in fog. You'd see the car for, like, a split second, then it would go back into the fog. It was crazy. Because just a huge cloud just settled on the mountain. Um, what was the winner's time? Do you know? It was, like, a, just over 10. And what's the record for a car? Uh, it, was, it was an electric Volkswagen, which was in the eights. And they, they think the winner, Robin, who's in this thing called a wolf something or other, it's this Japanese uh, prototype thing. They think he had the car to go faster. And I think in right. practice, he was quicker. But the weather added two minutes to his time. You know, like, you know, if you if you looked at my practice times, which are somewhere on the website, you know, I was around just under 11 minutes if you add it all up. And I did like a 1330 or something like but, that. So it was it was just everyone was disappointed. The best of was Randy Popst, who not only was disappointed because of the fog, but when he got to the top section, he's driving a Tesla Plaid. Uh, his window fogged up and he couldn't figure out the fan speed because it's a touchscreen while he's racing. So he literally like loosens his belts to lean forward to like wipe the windshield with his hand. And he was the, the guy that won that class was David Donner in a stock 911 uh, Turbo S lightweight. And uh, Randy beat him in sector one. Randy beat him in sector two. And then as soon as his windshield fogged up, he couldn't see. At, you know, double couldn't see. It was you know, it was wind. Uh, you know, foggy fog and, and the windshield and fog. Two fogs. Donner in the Porsche had the click, 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 click. Turn the fan up and was good to go. So it was. It was crazy. It was a crazy race. It was a but crazy it, race. It was kind of pointless to broadcast it. I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, I was embarrassed for that. No one should be asked to vamp for nine hours mm. and then have no race to broadcast. Do you hear what I'm saying? These guys, these poor guys were out there in front of empty cameras, think nine hours. Oh, yeah. 
And, you know, so grateful to see like you or Magnus Walker walk in or Maddie Farah for these long interviews. And then you were, you're sitting there, you know, for a little bit, I was like, something's really broken here and I can't figure out what it is. I go, oh, it's like watching a golf match, but there's no golf. <laughs> it was watching racing commentary nine hours, but there was no racing. It, well, there were just shots of cars. Two, two things. But it, hold on. I'm not done. Ah! And as a viewer of this hill climb... Somebody, it's a simple fix, okay? You put cameras in the cars, you put up the infrastructure so that they can go, Johnny Lieberman, and then we see you driving the course. It's a 12-mile course. You can't just show a guy taking a turn in the middle of nowhere and have be broadcasting any excitement whatsoever. It's but a- I can tell you what you certainly don't do. Nine hours of vamping with no racing. So... Take a page from the Olympics. They know Nine how to hours of really- The Olympics has performances in it. Yes. It's and really- then they vamp. It's really treacherous conditions for infrastructure you can't just run power then you don't do a broadcast well then you then here's what you do allow me to produce for you i know a little bit about this oh. not much but i know a little <laughs> bit about go. it okay is go if someone was thinking at mobile one they would have said we have no racing to show you let's not live stream for nine hours and put on a show let's do a one hour show where we interview the drivers and put together some segments and tell everybody about them well, the- and then, let, then let's come back and do another half hour wrap up of what happened so the day after the race there do you understand what i'm saying i totally understand what you're saying did you feel it when you were there no, because I was driving the car. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was wa- disappointed because I, I was hoping to see the car racing. I was hoping to see you. I wanted to hear some talk about the Zuckerman head. But the, the it day, was a, it the was day a drop after ball. the race, they, uh, when you get to the top, they, they interview every single driver. And then they take the GoPro footage off your car. And the day after the race, Zuckerman, they have, you can't put the mics down like that. Sorry. The, yeah. The day, yeah. The, yes, the, finally. The, the, day, no. the day after the race... They put up a produced piece with me being interviewed, right. talking over the first six minutes of my lap, and then they show the whole lap. So it's all on YouTube. Right. It's just it, you don't understand how harsh that mountain is. There's just no way to do. No, I totally, I totally understand. But back to your initial point about vamping, I got drunk with Tanner and uh, Jared a couple nights before the race. Yeah, those. And they were guys. they were like, "Will you please come by?" And I'm like, "Look, guys, I leave at like nine a.m." And right. they're like, "We'll we'll be out of stuff to talk about by then. Like, come by early." <laughs> So they knew they knew what they were signing up for. Uh, yeah, that was a lose lose proposition. You can't. But I will say you have to say no to a gig like that. You have to say no. Well, can I say one thing though? I had everyone else who watched the broadcast of it seemed to really like it, except for you. So I, I don't know. No one watches nine hours of nothing. I think Pikes Peak fans do because what people do is they, they camp on the mountain and they just sit there and a car goes by every 12 minutes or every whatever it is, every six minutes. And that's it. They see one corner, the same I, corner. Look, I would I would say this, throw a live stream up if you want, but get rid of the guys and then and then you can watch cars coming in. Give us some tel- telemetry. Give us some graphics. Give us some idea of what's happening. But uh, fair. Can I say one more thing? No. Yes. Uh, you're not even understanding what you were. You were in the middle of just it. one more thing. No. I just want to thank the Spikes Car Radio fans for supporting me in my race car, and they That's gave true. the most money they of did. all my sponsors. But we want more. Uh, well, we were going to get more, but uh, like it was, it was a really great experience for me, and I couldn't have done it without the people. That's listening. true. So these That's guys all are unbelievable. Yeah, they really are. 
And they're going to be happy to know that that's not the end of it. I have some big news after this ad for Aura. Um, we all love the internet, right? We love it so much that we knowingly take risks every day while doing little to protect ourselves online. We do this because most security tools are complicated and expensive or just plain bad. It's easy er, to use the same password over and over again to convince ourselves that no one would ever want to hack our email addresses. We're excited to tell you about our new sponsor, Aura. Aura is a digital safety service built for modern threats. It's an all-in-one solution that monitors and protects your identity, finances, devices, and more from digital misfits. Aura is on the mission to create a safer internet for Aura. That not only means creating the best security tools, it means making it so easy you can actually use it. They don't play games with the plans and pricings. All plans come with all features. You need to stay safe with no add-ins or extras needed. Just choose whether you want to protect yourself, two adults, or your whole family. Imagine someone saying, nope, just protect me. Let the kids <laughs> fend for themselves. Spike 911 is a great password, Timmy. Plus, the price you pay when you sign up, the price you pay when you renew won't change. Aura won't raise your prices in year two, hoping you won't notice. Aura keeps the plans affordable so you stay protected. Now, for a limited time, Aura, A-U-R-A, is offering our listeners a 14-day trial, plus a check of your data to see if you have already been part of a data breach. It's daily for me. All for free when you visit Aura.com slash Spike 911. Aura, A-U-R-A slash Spike 911, A-U-R A-U-R-A dot com slash bike 911. And you're going to have 14 day free trial. My data gets uh, violated all the time. I find it's always some weird site like 1-800-Flowers gets hacked. And then what I found the way to save money is every couple months, my card gets a fraud alert and I have to get a new credit card. And then everything I'm subscribed to is automatically canceled. Wow. It's like, hey, I saved 500 bucks this month. You know, great. Incredible. (laughs) Uh, Jerry. Jerry's here. Is he here? I'm seeing him. He's arrived. Is He's he? now pontificating to Zuckerman about views. It's a nice view. He's uh, clearly been on there a ride. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Jerry. We've uh, You can pull your mic up and I'll raise it up. I think that's your guy. He's, there you go. He's two. Excuse what, me for... Uh, do you want to tell us what happened? <laughs> uh there are two uh, streets of the same name in different towns. <laughs> Guess where I ended up? At the Dunkel Brothers. Come on. I swear to God. In Anaheim. Well, it's actually El Mirador is the name of the town. No, that's La Mirada. La Mirada. La Mirada. That's the difference. Oh, boy. La Mirada. That's Orange County. It, I had the I'm most in South Central drive. L.A. I went 90 minutes out of my way. I was in heaven. Really? Oh, what car? The 991RS, which none of you really uh, know about. Yeah. Because you're so into your 2RS and your touring. (laughs) I wish the audience could see you. You have missed what I call the blade, the finest blade. Really? I've driven that car. This is the Smurf interior. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a beautiful car. Yeah. Beautiful car. But it is a pleasure to motor on the freeway. No traffic, music. I was just so happy. Very unlike your GT3 touring experience you Mm -hmm. had the other day. Coming up from uh, Orange Irvine. County, yeah. same place. <laughs> <laughs> well said. It, uh, you know, and you said, and very generously, why don't you let me buy you a new set of tires? Yeah, you I'll Zuckerman. buy you new tires. Okay, and then I went home, had to remind myself to research, would that help? And I came across the funniest threads on Renlist about this t- topic. 992 GT3 sound deadening, where owners are like cutting foam out of couch cushions 
and trying <laughs> to sound dead in their car. Very little mention of tires is going to help. It was how to put in new sound deadening, what to make it of, uh, make it out of, and uh, where and uh, where to get it, and how much does it weigh. 12 extra pounds. Oh, my God. And then they started, they post the pictures, and it's exactly as bad as it sounds. Like someone took grandpa's overcoats and put couch cushions (laughs) in it, spray painted it black, and laid it across that back seat area. Does it help? No. Yes, (laughs) it it does. But Ah, This is the color of my interior. Yeah, Smurfy blue. I can see it through those glasses. I I can, yeah. yeah. But it... uh, I should change them. But the... uh, but at the sound deadening, it does help. But the amount of work, if you saw what they were doing, you'd go, just buy a different car. Yeah. <laughs> just buy a different car. I, in fact, I meant to, when I got out of this car, but I just ran in my daughter, to look at the tires. I'm not, I want to see what's on this, the uh, RS, the 991 RS. Right. But definitely not Cup 2s. So you think... Johnny and I think it's not going to help. I'm going to go look right help. now. Okay. A little bit of research <laughs> that I did. Serious leaving again? Goodbye. There he goes. Goodbye. Don't get Once lost. Again. I don't. That, <laughs> no, yeah, that's the wrong door. door. <laughs> yeah, you got to go through that one. So, so uh, I, the it, research I did, it's all about the lack <clears throat> of sound deadening materials and 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 shields in the wheel wells. I mean, like I that's was saying, exactly right. That's exactly right. Wheel well shields, right? So, so right. as I was saying, like, how do you make a car with basically the same horsepower go? Two seconds a mile quicker on the Nurburgring, right? You, you, you lose unnecessary stuff. So that sound deadening. And then also those tires that are on there, those are Pilot Sport Cup 2 R Porsche spec. So they're like, they are very aggressive. Oh, happy fourth. Um, so yeah, so the tires might help. But I don't think that much. They're still Query, be just as wide and slappy. Um, I noticed I was taking my son's M2 CS today. Oh. That car has loud tires yes. as well. Yeah. What are those tires? I'm going to say those are Pilot Sport Cup 2. Yes. But I don't think they're ours, but I think they're BMW spec. Well, they're very... Those are very loud tires as well. Yeah, look, if you want high performance... All right, performance, what did you learn? You Jerry is tires. back. That's, that's the secret. Well, I'm wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> wow, tonight's not your today. night. Michelin Sport Cup 2s. They're the same tires. Same tires no, but they're you have. not the R. They're different. They're, they're, they're actually a very different tire. So the, the Sport Cup 2R, which is on the 992. Yeah, Sport Cup 2R. Oh, on yours? That's what's on mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there That's you go. That's the same tire. Same yeah. tire. So. Wow. So well, it's not the tire. No. So it's time to get rid of the car. Let's just throw that shit away. <laughs> no, the thing... I'll the, take it. I don't mind loud. The thing about the car is you're buying the performance, and you have to put up with the rest. If you start messing around with everything else... You, you, of course, you can't mess around with it, but it is it is odd that it's a touring version Yes, that it's not comfortable to tour in. It is. I got to give you my speech. So the only difference between the GT3 and the touring is they remove the wing, they put in the hydraulic thing, so it weighs 100 pounds more on the rear, and they slightly, slightly change the rear dampers to accommodate for the extra 100 pounds. That's the extent of the difference between the two. That's it. No, there's some styling, exterior styling changes, too. Yeah, but and, and badging. Okay. But, I mean, performance Well, you wise. said the extent well, I, I of just, all the cha- You're well, wrong about that. <laughs> Here we wow. go, picking fly He's shit out of pepper. He's talking about, Christ. you know, yeah. in terms of the... Thank, thank you, Jerry. Right. No, I understood. <laughs> the driving experience. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, it really sucks. But, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, 
Concerning. It's concerning. Yeah. Um, before uh, you showed up, we were talking about Johnny's successful run up the mountain at uh, the, uh, the the hill climb there, Pikes mm-hmm. Peak Hill Climb, and the first SCR-branded car with a Zuckerman head. We now have new information and a new race car driver in our group. Let me just find my paper here. Oh, here it is. Our friend uh, Scott Dixon is now officially being sponsored by Spikes Car Radio Zuckerman Heads. Uh, hit the applause button here. <laughs> work. Oh, yeah, there it is. It works. How about that? Raced mid-Ohio today with the Zuckerman-branded helmet head and placed fifth. See? Overall. I, I placed fourth. Just Mr. Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> I came in fourth. Is it true, though, someone rolled off the mountain and still beat you by 10 seconds? <laughs> Please. Is that true? That's what uh, I'm hearing. I lost. He was 15 seconds slower than I was, <laughs> but he did. This guy, Levi, he rolled his little buggy in this corner called Engineer's Corner and then had the presence of mind to just keep going. He landed on his wheels and just drove back on the road. It was amazing. But Zuckerman... Wow. You six-time Indy champion is now got a Zuckerman head on his helmet. We are in communication about this. <laughs> and what do you it's think? Strange... Wait, wait, I want to hear your feelings. What are your feelings about this? I, it's not real to me. Ferrison, as I've said to you, I'm, I'm a banana peel lawyer. I don't belong here. I don't belong on the guy's helmet. I don't belong. I mean, this is just accidental. You're an icon now. You, you, you have captured something in the zeitgeist. Something that you you've you're ex, you have, that face is expressing a feeling in our culture. You understand it quite well. Yes, I'm really in a way imitating a farbisnaponimed lady, right? That's the, the look the, of a, or, that's the moment that describes this cultural moment. Yes, a farbisnaponimed lady. That's it's like when my mother, when my mother yes. saw my tattoo. Everybody, a, a try bitter, not to talk over hideous, each other. Bitter, hideous face. There's also a slight look of superiority in that look. It's ever so slight. Oh, let's, not, let's not just gloss past the word varbissina because it's a Yiddish word that may not be known to the general audience. Let's I don't know what it means. Let's define it. <laughs> it means literally the bitter one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, is uh, face. Punim is just face. Uh, generally a cute face, right? Oh, little kid. Yeah. Yeah, cute punim. It's You never say... You know, what a horrible pun We were on to resting no. bitch face centuries before <laughs> with, the, with this Farbicida yes, business. Right. That's, that's right. the literal yeah. translation. Yeah, it's a, someone whose face is twisted up with bitterness. And if that if, if this doesn't describe <laughs> it was his resting a lot. expression, he, I don't know what does. He's not bitter. He's not bitter. He's brutish. Yeah. He's jovial, but he's brutish. A man of many contradictions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, Scott, thank you for uh, putting this sticker on it. I am so happy. And again, I'm extending the invitation to anyone else. I don't, I don't know where else we could put this. The Indy Racing Series is pretty high up. Did you see all the other legit sponsors there? No, it's like Richard Mill. And yeah, it's Street. amazing. <laughs> it's really, we're so impressed with it. And we love Scott. He's such a, you know, he's been on the show. We're a fan of his and... Uh, Thank you for that excitement. And anyone else? We still have some stickers they're, left. They're on every car where in do, Colorado Springs. Yeah. Where do we want to put this? Where would we want to see it? Where Top would gun. be the next Top Gun? Where would be <laughs> the high point for a Zuckerman? Top Gun Zuckerman. Yes. I mean, how do you beat Scott Dick? How do you top Indy? Verstappen. 
Yeah. <laughs> if I could get the president in the White House, in the Oval Office, to hold up that Zuckerman head, and we go, this is how we will fight our a, enemies. It's an oval. It should fit perfectly. Yes. <laughs> Do you want a cigar, by the way? I'm thinking about it. Are you going to have one? I am. I have. We had one last night. Yeah. Did you fall asleep? Uh, I was pretty fitfully? pretty beat up this yeah. morning. Would you remember that cigar, what those were called? Trinidad. Trinidad's. Do you know those, Johnny? Mm-hmm. They're delicious. Yeah. An amazing cigar. Yeah. But did it wipe you out? No, nah, it doesn't. Those things don't bother me. So why are you hesitant? Why are you hesitant right now? I don't know. I'm just feeling very good right now. I don't know if I want to <laughs> drag myself uh, through the Cuban cornfields. <laughs> I have some non-Cubans. If you want to try. No, I don't. All right. I have no interest in. All right. Let me do an ad. Non-Cuban cigars, non-Italian food, non-French wine. You know what really sucks? Getting in the zone on the treadmill or pushing and finish that last rep and your earbuds fall out of ears. Music stops. Pumped up mood god. That's why Raycon's new fitness earbuds provide a maximum secure fit so you'll never experience that again. Raycon's fitness earbuds help you take your workout to the next level with the power of premium sound and smart tech. Did you guys get yours? You were supposed to get them. That's why they were featured in Esquire magazine's best gadgets of 2021. They were voted best earbud of the year. I used them. Used them on spin cycle this morning. They're fa- fabulous. They connect immediately with your phone, and then you're working out the unique ear bud build. Interchangeable gel tips and Raycon's new ear stabilizer attachments create three layers of earbud personalization for the perfect in-ear fit. Do you do you like earbuds, or do they hurt your ears, Jerry? I do like them. I don't like them for exercise, but uh, you do like them. Why? Why? What do you do when you exercise? I like music coming from a speaker. For, uh, you do. Just I don't want it in my head. I need it in my head at 10 to do <laughs> right. anything past five minutes. It's been clinically proven, it's studied, that it does change your perception of stress, physical pain of yeah. exercise. It changes it. Yeah. You actually don't feel the same. It'll drive you past the point of yeah. where you should be and possibly right. kill you. That's yeah. what I like. Get Raycon's fitness earbuds for $20 off at buyraycon.com slash bike911. Buyraycon.com slash bike911. Um, and also, you could use this code Spike nine one 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 five. There's, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's my password. Byraycon.com/slash/spike nine eleven. Just try it there. Or reach out to me online. There's going to be a a new link with all of our sponsors and all the codes, so you don't have to bother. Is there me any with them food that the, the coyotes haven't uh, picked over in there that's edible? Go ahead. Shall I make you a plate? I'd be happy to make you a plate really? of food, Jerry. Yes, sure. I'll bring that's you. Nice of you, Zuckerman. That's a lovely offer. I, I, I accept. You're Can we good, talk? I don't want to talk about the launch while you're not here, but I, this morning's drive was so amazing, wasn't it? There was a lot of spectacular machinery met, out there. I met Zuckerman because um, I wanted to drive the uh, Zagato yeah. with the front end, getting aligned from our friends uh, Steve Alicon. Mm-hmm. A Johnson alignment at eight thirty this morning. You and I almost bet that the launcher would not start. Yeah, and when I, as I pulled in to Zuckerman's joint, it was running, humming yeah. right along. I was amazed. And then a uh, fifty-one launcher. I don't. I don't. What, what is uh, it? It's an Aurelia B twenty. It's an Aurelia B twenty. Yeah, it's a launcher Aurelia B twenty. Oh, are you sure? I'm almost one hundred percent. But positive. it's Pininfarina bodied. I yeah. believe so. Yep. It really is the model, and the B20 was the engine, Berlinetta 2-liter or something like that. Wow. But um, What do you think of the car? I fell in love with those. I did the Mille Mia once, and uh, 
they're just the most gangster looking things and they're all over the <laughs> yeah. melee because they're, they're relatively cheap right you know so a lot of people had them and they were just it was just so cool to see them actually like flying around italy it was just like coolest thing I, I love i mean i remember the first time i did the podcast in his lair and i saw that i was like i can't believe this guy has one and i, I remember i said to him like that's my favorite car of yours is that launch he's like yeah. oh yeah i gotta get it worked on it's got a bad whatever but i love them i love them they're incredible. yeah it does really have cool. a bad whatever quibo no horn ring you because anytime you put his hands on the steering wheel it would go beep beep and so <laughs> you'd forget he goes it's it's gonna beep a lot there's something wrong with it <laughs> and then i forgot and as we're leaving his place and coming to the santa monica hangar and you turn like that and then you just look and he's just staring at you it was like a kid with hiccups kid with yeah. and we were just laughing look at this thank Duck you that is beautiful greek food hummus Wow. Uh, other thingies. Let me see if my daughter wants any food. I can't believe that the ladies wouldn't offer her. Yeah. Sure, she they, made they a quesadilla be. at her apartment. This is gorgeous. All right, I'm going to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn Jerry's mic down while we go. Yeah. Um, but it was very funny. And, and then, what else was and, there? and so you, you took your five, Jerry took I his 550 out. 550 that ran Lamont 56. Hang on, he's not on mic. Yeah, don't worry about okay. it. Okay, and uh, and we grew. I'm a little nuts with that. That car was. I was just. Oh, you can't <laughs> the long drive. <laughs> it's made him crazy. He's sleepwalking through this one. What were the other cars? Uh, Jerry had a 550. Uh, we had Zagato. We had Lancia. We had police, we had radar, we had, uh, unfortunately, to our, at our destination, people waiting for us. And uh, what else was there? Leno saw, stopped by. He What did he He was in today? a Packard Caribbean, a 1956 oh, nice. Packard Caribbean, the last year yeah. of that vehicle. I saw a lot of uh, various 911s of all different uh, eras. And this was just a coffee run? Yeah. Nice. Well, there was a little drama. We we had our little coffee run, and we did not go over to Malibu. But um, tons of DMs about a new strategy being employed at the Malibu Country Mart to keep us out. I saw this. And this is uh, for you, Zuckerman, and perhaps you can comment on it. There are now warnings being put on windshields of anybody with a nice car or a classic car or a collectible car, an exotic that states uh, car shows are not permitted at Malibu Village and violators are going to be ticketed or towed for trespassing. To ensure parking at Malibu Village uh, that is available for customers, we ask that guests park on-site only while patronizing the stores and restaurants and not for unrelated or unauthorized gatherings. Zuckerman, your comment. Impotence. (laughs) This is is just such a... A display of impotence in the face of a non-problem. Uh, if this flyer, if it here it is right here, okay, I'll post it so you can all look. It, are they just put under the windshield, or do they adhere to the? Some of these things are stickers that they put on a car. Now, if someone put a sticker on my windshield like that, I would be pissed. But how in God's name are they going to distinguish who's there patronizing, who isn't? We bring our cars there. We always patronize. So what happens? So let's say we know what's going to happen, right? Some folks are going to be singled out and they're going to be written up because they're standing there and they get a ticket. 
Take it, wipe your tuchus with it. What, what, what entity is, what are they going to have a security guard give a ticket from the Malibu Village? That, that well-known municipal authority? No, they're going to roll in the L.A. Sheriff's Department and they're going to force them to do it. The guys who we Those all guys like. aren't writing tickets. Those, there's no so tickets this is no, you, Because you can't prove any wrongdoing here, right? Yes. One I, would merely hold up your Lululemon underpants and go, I just bought these. Or I bought or a, a coffee. coffee at I Bill's went to Starbucks. Or, I went to I went to the Malibu kitchen. It's just it's just stupid. another stupid idea. Just another stupid idea to solve a problem that doesn't exist. Here we have a lot of problems. If they need me to give them five more important problems to deal with, I'd be happy to share with them. Wow. Well let's uh let's go back there on Sunday then, all of us. Just to prove how stupid this idea is. Yes, we're gonna wear Lululemon <laughs> underpants on our heads, and we're gonna we're gonna show off our cars on Sundays at the Malibu Country Mart. Um, and you're all invited across the world, even you Slovenians, even uh, you Irish folks. Where else are we big? Oh, huge oh, in, in India. In India, you can all come to the Malibu Country Mart on Sundays <laughs> at 10 a.m. when the lots open and show off your car. Don't forget to have a nice uh, lobster roll or coffee, too. <laughs> right. God damn. Oh, These guys are so stupid. They really are stupid. But remember, they created the problem because, like, none of the stores opened before but 10. you understand the basic <laughs> principle of a mall, right? Yeah, uh, yes. You build a parking lot so people will come park in it in order. Stop! Yes. What? What? And now they're trying to keep people out of it? It's so stupid. stupid. It's so dumb. But, but but by not opening the lot till 11 or whatever they're doing, like everyone before used to be done by 11. What about the just basic advertising value of every time we've mentioned this stupid place on our show? <laughs> That's right. It's for free. Free. That's what the whole advertising industry is based on, paying to have people like us talk about them. They're so dumb. I'm really. What do you think, Jerry? Jerry's frazzled. <laughs> he's, he's chewing. What do you think? <laughs> Let him chew. Let me get. How you smile? Okay. <laughs> I think it's funny when people try to feel powerful <laughs> about nothing for nothing, and they just want to. Uh, they just want to big belly themselves <laughs> into a position of authority. Yes. Over no one, over no or one, nothing, right? So they've made up stickers. What and what is, the sticker says? If you're here and, and you're not buying things, you're going to get towed or uh, ticketed, towed or arrested for trespassing. What a, what a welcoming atmosphere for your patronage, <laughs> your prospective customers. Hey, if you don't buy anything in our place, we're towing you. That's oh, what really. Got, that's, <laughs> but, but also, so if I walk into a Walmart. And I don't buy anything. It's going to put out a warrant on me. Peacher for loitering. Well, what do they think they're? Well, what's the violation of what? Existing in a parking lot. <laughs> Being in a parking lot without purchasing—that's the crime that they want to create. Non-purchasing parking lot people. But the the thing says doesn't say if you have a nice car. Like, don't everyone doesn't everyone in Malibu have a nice car more or yeah. less? Right. Yeah. That's the thing, Zuckerman. Is there a legitimate 
you know, what would that be? What well, would they that need be? to have somebody point out who the, you know, they used to have guys pointing out who looked like Jews at a certain period of time <laughs> in, in certain countries. My, look at that nose. Look at those lips. That looks like a Jew. And then we, we go around the parking lot now and say, look at that car. Look at those wheels. Right. That looks like a car show person. Let's seize that person. Throw them into a, the, the Malibu concentration camp. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't understand how they can do any of that. How they can look at the cars and so what? So, oh, go ahead, Prius guy, come on in. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're Prius not in trouble. Only... It's discrimination any way you look at it, isn't it? But it's not. It's and then there's going to be people. Ever... Why didn't my car rate? My car is a good car. <laughs> That's right. My car is great. Yeah, how did yeah. I not get towed? Hey, how did I not get towed? Really it's an went... infinity. I paid extra. <laughs> The Miata guys will be bumming when nothing happens to them. They'll be just like, oh, I thought Again. I was in, but I'm not. <laughs> While Jerry enjoys his meal, let's talk about Bob's really- Watches, the most trusted destination to buy or sell 100% authentic luxury pre-owned watches. Shop vintage contemporary pieces from Lux, Tudor, Omega, Breitling, Cartier, Paddock, and more. Explore thousands of models available now at bobswatches.com or go to bobswatches.com forward slash spike for my picks. Overnight delivery, free shipping included. I'm not wearing one of their watches, but this is one of the watches you can get. This is one of mine. My That's Rolex beautiful. GMT, blue black, and they have something like that. I think I have a, an Omega coming from them very soon if they check their email. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we at? What are we doing, Jerry? We have where questions. We? Jerry's leaving. He's he's again. lost again. He's going into the backyard. Um, <laughs> he's just wandered off. <laughs> I mean, you can't top Malibu concentration camp. <laughs> we have a place for you. <laughs> <laughs> I really want everybody to go to the Malibu Country Mart. Bring your collector cars and let's let's show them that they can't do stupid stuff like this. And uh, d- don't be fooled by the the. Uh, the printed paper from Kinkos. <laughs> There's no no worry in your Kinko sticker that anything's going to happen to you. I rode an amazing bike this morning, um, and I got to talk about it. Um, BMW S1000R. Yesterday, actually, uh, Jerry had his GT2. They were washing my cars, and uh, Jerry wanted to go grab coffee. And I said, "All I have is a motorcycle." And he said, "All right." And I got on this uh, this bike. I'm talking about that BMW S1000R. Um, is a naked bike, a thousand cc's, no fairing. I have never been so taken by a motorcycle in my life on a first drive. I'm going to buy one. I've got to get one. <clears throat> 165 horsepower, six speed, uh, top speed. Who cares? Um, and this bike just jams. It was the most enjoyable riding experience I think I've ever had on a motorcycle. Really? This is the 2022 BMW S1000R. Just insanely fun and easy to ride and comfortable and fast. And it had this uh, GP shift pattern where all of the upshifts, I think it's called um, bi-directional quick shifting, where you don't, as I understand it, have to use the clutch. I didn't try that. You can go up and down without it. It gives it a little blip. I was using my clutch, but still, the transmission was just perfection. This bike is really... I've lost my mind. You've probably had 10 different BMW motorcycles. Yeah, I had the R9T uh, last week again. 
the uh, the GS Urban. Um, this bike just blew me away. It's everything I wanted a motorcycle and more. It had an M package, had a BMW look. It was so bloody fast and fun and not scary. How much? They're twenty grand. But um, no, not at all. He doesn't like them. No. But if you rode this Zuckerman, you'd lose it. There's something about that naked bike experience and that speed that kind of keeps you from going fast. Once you get up over 55, you feel a lot of wind, so you're not going to cruise at a high rate of speed. But it's so comfortable. And, and it's, a, it's a road bike, and it's a track bike all in one, and it's kind of what I would want the GT3 Touring to be. Like, it, on the road, it was so comfortable and quiet and just had a, such a nice sound. And then on the track, you can see it's going to be just a monster. Right, Lieberman. How much money does BMW make with motorcycles? Is it really an integral part of their business? I. That's a good question. I have no idea. I mean, they started off basically, you know, airplanes, I guess, but then motorcycles before cars, and then all the guys that like knew how to build bikes started when they started making like performance cars. Like the original three twenty eight was a bike guy. It was actually a Jewish guy, Um, but. uh, you know, so I think it's more of like a historic thing. But I mean, I think all the police bikes in L.A. are now BMWs. Um, so it, it counts for some, but I don't know the exact number. Hmm. Anyway, I'm in love. I'll probably buy one tonight when I go home. There you go. What are you looking part of the heritage, at? Part of the brand. We got to get it. <clears throat> Here's some news. Here's the future here. Uh, I'm sure you guys, speaking of hill climbs. Goodwood Hill Climb track oh, yes. festival of speed. Uh, a fully electric car has beaten every other car at Goodwood Hill Climb track festival of speed this year. The annual gathering is demonstrating racing vehicles in England. The McMurdy Spearling. Did you guys see this car? Yes. <laughs> Driven uh, by IndyCar and XF1 champion uh, driver, sorry, Max Chilton, set a record of 39.08 seconds, almost a second better than the previous record driving something called the McMurty Automotive Spearling. Spearling. Yeah, it's a terrible this, name, but it's a, the weirdest looking little electric thing. Listen to these. So he, he pulled in a 39.08. The next fastest car was a Porsche 718 GT4 E Performance Electric 45.5. Uh, then we had a BMW 782, a Jaguar XJR, Subaru, and then somewhere down on the list, a Porsche GT3 Cup car followed by Viper, Ferrari 488 Challenge, and then a Porsche 911 RSR. But this McMurdy Automotive Spirit, this is the type of thing I'm, I was telling you guys about, this electric performance that is about to, it's, it's not about to, here it is. It's done it. And it's, it's, blowing, it's uh, blowing a hole in what you thought was a traditional race car. Setting right. new records. Jerry, your thoughts. Our thoughts are there is more ecological damage in the production of an electric car oh, please. than the the environmental savings of That's not the- what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about you've now got I'm, something. I'm tired of this electric car panacea saved the world. We weren't even talking about that. We're talking about setting records in these things and that yeah, being that's desirable. Impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. Go ahead, destroy the world while you're making them. I'm just talking about this thing, this all-electric thing, just blew, set a new record on this hill climb. And it's named Sharon? There it is. What is it? Yeah, it's feeling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sharon. But it's the wildest oh, little gosh. miniature Batmobile Horrible thing. looking. What? Oh. It's cool. It's cool, and really? it's faster than anything else. 
That's that's the future. It's here. It's, it's and 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 Johnny, you might know this. It's called a fan car. What does that mean? Did it have a fan like a Can Am car, like kind of sucking oh, yeah, the yeah, car yeah, yeah, yeah. to the it has, road? It has an electric uh, fan. Yeah, it's a sucker car, like like the, the oh, wow. Chaparral wow. and like the new Gordon, whatever it's called, the T fifty. Right, right. Yeah, and so it's it's completely <laughs> sucked to the ground. It weighs nothing. It makes a gazillion horsepower, and it you, it's wild. It's when so you watch- small. It's so tiny. It's the littlest thing you've ever seen. It, it's the size of like an MG. Midget. So with this, this idea, yeah, it's teeny, tiny, teeny battery just to do this kind of race. Well, yeah. it's a thirty-nine second race. You don't need much. Yeah, right. Yeah. Otherwise, think, the weight uh, would be completely different. That's well, that's the weight savings. Here, yeah. Hold, but, hold on for one second. We're going to play it for everybody. I think it's on Magnus's. Uh... Listen to this thing. Look at this thing. It's cool. Look at it! McMurray. I have some British thing. I don't know. Everyone I know who was at Google though, what they were texting me about was that. That that is a wild, wild sound. I mean, if you could hear this thing, this high-pitched whine. You're going faster than anything that we've ever driven. Doesn't that intrigue you in any way, Jerry? No. (laughs) (laughs) It does to me because now it's going to take a minute for you to realize that now you're driving slower things with wings and there's a a whole new world of thing that's going to take you to a place. And it's really, I think, going to separate uh, the real drivers from the faux drivers. The guys guys who really want to push like me. The limits, Jerry. The top how, guns. The question, Mr. <laughs> F, yes. how fast do you want to go? I want to I want to eyeball. As fast as you can. Yeah, eyeball shattering. <laughs> I, I, I want to be blinded by the acceleration. Right. Okay. I would like to experience that, yeah. But I do, it's it's a question I've asked before, and no one's been able to give me an answer. When you, when you have acceleration that's the fastest, yeah. like, is there an acceleration point that kills you? Yes, absolutely. What is it? I don't know what it is, but at a certain point, <laughs> We're there's down too many to, G's for your body actually, and it liquefies no, you. Oh, okay. Well, that's it, what they thought about the sound barrier. They thought that yeah, humans couldn't it, survive it. It, it, the, the, uh, it was name Colonel Stapp did these rocket sled tests in the 50s where they would go from like <laughs> 600 miles an hour to zero in like a split second. They had like, that boy. It had 48... Uh, disc brakes and they they hit a they hit water at 600 miles an hour, and everyone lived. You were did messed anyone up. circle back after 10 years? Oh, they were messed up. They were messed up. But did, but 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 deceleration acceleration doesn't kill. Like hitting your head against something kills, but just just the act of slowing down rapidly or speeding up rapidly doesn't kill, as far as we know. And it was something like. I forget what it was, but whatever 600 to zero in the blink of an eye is, you can survive that. But I'm with Jerry on his disdain for this coming future of electric automobiles. I don't see any passion in it. And then, and we can we can take this recent article, no I passion, think, in the really? New York Times. Everybody good with talking New, about it. In the New about. York Times that talked about how all of these recent vehicles, these, these Ferraris, these Porsche Turbos, all of these things are keeping their value. And they say, we don't know why. I know why. Oh, yeah. I know exactly why. It's no mystery to me. I think you're right. Shit now sucks. The world, (laughs) now that you're old, the world will stop evolving, Zuckerman. You're exactly right. There's no future. 
There is no future for cars. I will just say that it's your that's your thesis that you just presented to us. You're talking about Spike. You're talking about the aluminum baseball bat. Yes. Is it better than wood? Of course it is. It's more durable. It works better. Ball goes further. But it'll never replace the wood bat because there's an emotional component in the enthusiast community. There's an emotional component that is cannot be uh, um, dismantled, or the entire hobby uh, disappears. We're not really interested in pure energy. We want a uh, mechanical um, involvement, right? We we seek. Why do you wear that watch? Why don't you wear a watch that never needs winding, is more accurate. And cheaper. <clears throat> cheaper, gives you other information. Why don't you wear that watch? Why don't you wear the, the Apple Watch? Tell me. These Beatles were a disgrace in the Ed Sullivan Theater. <laughs> we don't need British bands to come over here and play music for us. I'm listening to the scream of that thing and the people cheering, and the only story that came out of that whole event was that car, and I go, I'm paying attention to it. Yes. Anyway, and let, me do, let, me, let me just do oh, okay. uh, collecting cars, and then we go on to go to questions, and then that's our show. Um, up live for bids right now, 66 GT350. Look at that, Shelby. Uh, true American icon, this GT350 is a total number matching car. Far more impressively, is also like understood to retain its original factory bright work throughout. While that means there is typical uh, timer and patina and some peeling paint that you would expect, it represents an amazing opportunity. None of us have ever owned one of these cars. I love these cars. Um, uh, for any Ford Shelby collector, get a GT350. Would you ever buy a GT350? No, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> well, then you don't want to go to collectingcars.com. I'm telling you right now. What do you got there, though? Uh, 86 Porsche 944 Safari Rothmans. I think this is last week's ad. the same cars every week here. Yeah, I know. I think, they forgot to <laughs> <laughs> I think they forgot to sell us, uh, send us their stuff, but you're right. Yeah. Anyway, go to collectingcars.com. Chris Harris, Ed Lovett, they've got great stuff. It's a valid point. It's a valid... Pump in the same cars. Don't, don't hump the 944 more than once. Collecting Cars is our number one sponsor. We love you, but you do have to send us the new they're, stuff. they got two cars left in their other business. <laughs> no one will buy them. Two left on the dirt lot. <laughs> Everything must go. Um, but they do list your car for free, and they have a global audience, and they, uh, they've got great stuff. I slide up a lot of cigars and look at a lot of stuff here. Um, all right. Um, here we have uh, first question, of course, is a statement by Jessica Seinfeld. I'd stick with car questions, everybody. <laughs> <clears throat> That's in answer to uh, what I posted. Would you like our sage advice about life, liberty, and love? She said, stick with car questions. Again, just cutting me right down at the ankles. Um. <clears throat> Here's a question. Uh, have you guys thought about what you're doing with your collections after from Porsches? Leno and I were talking about that today. Oh. And what you, what, what? I was saying, you know, I, I have a 917 that I bought inexpensively, and obviously 25 years ago. They're, they're worth a lot of money now. And I said, I wonder if I should sell it at a certain point when the people that remember those cars would care about it. And he was saying, what what's, you know, I mean, it's a... An obnoxious rich guy conversation. He says, "Why would you want the money more than the car?" And I thought, if you needed the money, yeah, of course. But if you don't, if you can live without the money that is in the car, wouldn't you rather have the car till you're dead? And I thought, yeah, I would. I'd rather have the car till I'm dead. 
But I think that's the question. What happens after you're dead? Who cares what happens after you're dead? <laughs> that's someone else's problem. Yeah. We're that's the beauty anything. of dead. That's why do, you ever think, to... do you ever think about death, Jerry? Yeah, all the time. And what do you think about it? I think it'll be interesting. And uh, it doesn't scare me. Uh, I don't live in fear of it. Um, I just, you know, I don't really care about it. I just think, you know, I, I mean, I've, I got to be a, a comedian. That's all I wanted to be. I got to do it. And uh, this has all been gravy after that. So I don't really care. <laughs> and uh, the cars, it, it, I don't know. Do you want the cars to go to somebody or something? No, who cares? Well. They're, they're dandelion spores. Just blow on it. Let them go into the wind. I think Zuckerman and I have our eyes on a few things. Well, yes, today. <laughs> we are going to have you buried in that 917. We think yeah. that's the way for you to go out. You know, given our respective uh, fitness routines, I, don't, I wouldn't be so uh, <laughs> yes. confident yeah. that uh, who's going where oh, and when. I'm going first. We know this. <laughs> this is, uh, you're you're going to be crying at my funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll all be wearing the angry face uh, <laughs> masks at, at that funeral. Uh, Lieberman, any good new cigars that you're smoking? Uh, I am smoking a Tatuaje Creature, and I got this from Pete Johnson, the owner of Tatuaje, and you had to buy, to get these, if mm -hmm. you're a normal person, you had to buy, it was like a 14-count monster sampler, and then I went to his house, and he handed me 20 of them. So, if you want one, come see me, because I have a few left, and they're absolutely delicious. Wow. Zella Massey, any desire, and Jerry, you probably know more about this, and maybe Johnny, to create a one-off special Porsche through the new Sonder Wunsch program. What is the Sonder <laughs> Special wishes, dummy. Oh, that's what it's that special, means? It's the exclusive department. Hey, dummy, he's three stooges me. That's how they started, and then they wanted to make it a little more... Uh, what, uh, anglicized, shall we Palatable. Say? Palatable. <laughs> Palatable. Well, is that now, now they've gone back to the Sonderwunsch, which I thought was cooler. We have a special wishes optioned car coming, the GT4 RS, but it's not a one-off. What can you do that's you a one-off? You can do the whole car. You can do thing. a whole car. I think it's like what... Well, well, what, well, hold on, hold on. Back up to that. What does that mean? I don't know what it means, but I know it's a lot of money and a lot of time. I think what it is is like the Aston Martin Victor, which was a one-off. So they took a Vulcan chassis and they put a manual in it and a completely custom bodywork. And there's only right. one in the world. And I think it's like that. So you can have, you know, and I think that was like 12 million British pounds or something for that car. Why uh, would you not do that? You have because I don't. I don't feel like when I'm in when I'm in a. a, a GT3 RS. I'm not thinking. Boy, I wish it was blank. There's no. It's perfect. It's like I can't imagine. And I'm not. I, I don't like these uh, ego expression. These uh, Glickenhaus uh, <laughs> maniac guys. You know, they, they, they live in another world. <clears throat> he gets angry at Ferrari and is trying to out Ferrari Ferrari. That's yeah. his whole drive. I don't know. But I, do we I don't really. It, it's it's I think it's for these super rich guys who will want to do something or they're bored or frustrated or want to one up somebody. And it it doesn't go, interest me. It can go one of two ways. So you could do something like that Victor, which I think is one of the most incredible cars ever built, or it can be really terrible. Like a lot of those yeah. one-off Ferraris are just like, you know, right. Ferrari doesn't really publicize them. Uh -huh. <laughs> they, just, they just kind of make them and ship them off somewhere. Another right, and, right. You know, wipe their hands. Would you them. do it? I, I don't know enough, like, I don't have enough, like, original ideas to do right. anything that, you know, like, oh, I'll put a manual in a RS. You know, that's about well, as far yeah, as that, I can get, you know. <laughs> right, like, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, but, but it, 
if you know if you could like give them a mood board and say here's a blank enough check and like maybe they could come up with something the engineers have always wanted to do they've never had the opportunity that would be more interesting i would be interested you know that car that grant larson did he he made that 909 tribute car he took a boxster and they they just pared it down to the absolute lightest possible weight and had a fake windshield i almost uh tried to get them to do that I was uh, the, the one seater one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. car was great. What do they call that car? I love that car. Yeah, I forgot what he called it. I can't oh, remember that car! Is he, but Grant said it wasn't even a real car. They never really finished it. Yeah, but it's really cool. It was really cool. It had those green, yeah, yeah, white checkerboard stripes. I, I can't would, Google you know it right now. Or I would. Like, you know, like the like the 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 fiberglass ones, like the nine hundred sixes and those kind of things. Yeah, they do like a modern drivetrain and like that kind of body but like modernize it and so it doesn't look like it's from the that's a good idea something like that right jay mesh wants to know jerry do you know that the 1962 Le Mans class winning morgan super sport is for sale in hemmings (laughs) (laughs) i do (laughs) and thank you would you be willing to equivocate for the next decade over buying it Is that the right word? Yes. I have a plus eight. And the, uh, the plus eight people look down on the plus four people for obvious reasons. When are we going to see that car? Uh, it's not I've been here. a little busy doing this oh, really? picture. <laughs> and it's in Long Island. And I, I, I want to have the summer. Wheel. I'll have it. I'll enjoy this summer with it. The okay. Half a summer that we have left, mm-hmm. you and I. And then I'll send it out here so uh, right. you guys can see it. Uh, it it's not... AGSR. Good question. Will the Sportomatic ever have a role in the Porsche enthusiast portfolio? It's tough. It's that transmission that you was don't know their what first. The Sportomatic is the oh, one little hole here back from '68. Yeah, yeah. Vic yeah. Alfred won the Monte Carlo with yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it in its road cars, you put your hand on the stick shift, it engages the clutch, and it's uh, yeah. The Beatles had that. It was like yeah, uh, that's yeah, right, yeah, semi-automatic yeah. transmission. I before yeah. I moved out to L.A., I did this uh, scouting mission one month before, and I remember driving down La Cienega, this little car dealership. There was a Burgundy 911 there with a sportomatic transmission. And I went, that's going to be my car. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to go back and buy that. And when I moved to L.A. a month later, I went down there and I put money down. And I said, no, I just want to drive it first <laughs> and uh, barely get out of the lot before I said, take this piece of shit. And <laughs> there's no way this is going to be my car because the second you go near that stick shift, and I'm not sure I do this now, but there were so, so many times where I was just resting my hand on the stick shift just because I wasn't even thinking, and it engages the clutch. Right. It was really a difficult right. idea to get your head around. Um, so I, That's a shame. I say no. I mean, every once in a while, a Sportomatic with no miles comes up, and I always go, well, it's not driven because they're not really easy to drive. <laughs> That's why you don't ever get in them. Right. What do you think? Do you I like drove this? one once, and I thought it was pretty cool. And... Uh, Remember that one, that Bahama Yellow, mm-hmm. that beautifully the restored one we saw at the Quail mm-hmm. a few yep. years ago? That was mm-hmm. gorgeous. That was kind of interesting. I don't know. I'd have to drive it, too. See if I like You've it. You've been actively booking uh, guests for the Spikes Car Radio live show, haven't yes, you? Yes, I have. Yes. <laughs> I booked Gerald on his own. <laughs> I booked himself, and then... I booked myself, and then I booked Tony Hatter, who I was <laughs> nice. on the phone with the other day. <laughs> Confirming that the interior of my 356A 58 coupe 
was knocked off for the Sport Classic. That they he asked them to match his interior, and when the design department saw it, they took that color and put it in the program. Wow! So it really is, uh, and it's beautiful. That's if you the build one now. Yeah, yeah. Go to the configurator, and you can you can see the car without interior. It's pretty amazing. I built one in a ratium. No, not a ratium. No, it was a ratium green. That's the Reggie Watts color. And Etna blue. Two of them. That just blew me away. You're getting one, right? I am. But uh, see, I don't like the fancy colors because the car is already too for pits to me. (laughs) Overdone. (laughs) Overdone. (laughs) So you have an overdone car with with an overdone color and... and, uh, and next thing you know, you're playing Mahjong. With the, with the, <laughs> yeah. Who's going to get a, a, a sport classic? Very soon, have, have Mahjong. some one of our listeners. What's it? Everybody's talking. What? We need a sport classic. We do? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Why? Of course. Tell me. I want it. It's two-wheel drive. I'm it's the one who stick. talked to you into it. You I, did. I want to know. I, I'm trying to so understand. So why can't you supplement. talk yourself into it? I could definitely do I it. I was I was looking into it. and I said this will be a cool car. I suspect it's going to be cool. It's going to be a cool car, and it's a, and it's a numbered car. And I know my partner wants in. You want in. I'd like in. So we need one. We need an allocation. All right. I suspect it's going to be a wonderfully a nice driver. A nice yes. driver. We need something not quite as... Zero to 60 is uh, 3.9. Not oh, that fast. Terror. Horror. That's, that's, that's so bad. It's no, slower than my pickup is, truck. Oh, that's oh. fast. It's fast <laughs> right. enough. Fast enough, Ferriston. We need to work on that. It's, it's like his launcher. It's, it's more about the mood it puts you in. It's the beautiful, bespoke interior. <laughs> I fixed it. <laughs> but they, so it looks good going, going on the road. So, Honey, we were laughing our asses it's off. So funny, a car that by <laughs> itself. <laughs> it was like Herbie the Love Boat. And we were turn around and see your head sticking, just looking straight ahead, and, we're going, <laughs> and he's not moving his hands. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That made me happy this morning. Um. Sorry to bother you, Jerry. I'd love to get more information on on the espresso. If espresso is one of the three keys to a successful life, yes. along with weight training and transcendental meditation. That's right. How do you make your espresso? Just make it. Just get any kind of machine. Mm-hmm. Here's, how you, here's how you get in shape. <laughs> get a bathroom scale, get an alarm clock, and get a, an espresso. And that's it. That's and if the it. scale is going up, you're not doing it right. <laughs> when the scale goes down, now you're doing it right. Yeah. So Moses I, I, came down the mountain with Ten Commandments, and Seinfeld said, we don't need seven or ten. Did you ever see the Carlin bit on the Ten no. Commandments? Oh, my God. Well, he gets it on the one. That's the whole bit. He says, yeah. a lot of these overlapping here, unnecessary, <laughs> a lot of unnecessary commandments here. Yeah. So know? I listened to that episode because Spike said, he said, Jerry said something really nice about you. So I've, I've never heard the show before. So I listened all the way through. What did and he say? Uh, Nothing worth repeating. <laughs> it doesn't matter what he said, but but at the end of it, he goes, "The keys to success is meditation, exercise, and espresso." And I'm I'm like, I got to drink more espresso, so I bought an espresso machine. I told Spike, he's like, he was kidding about the espresso. <laughs> no, I'm no, not I wasn't. kidding. Oh, was I really? You, I you, believe you, in you espresso told me now. That, that he made that part up because I'm like, that's so brilliant. I think he made it up on the fly, but I, there's a lot of wisdom in what he's saying I'm here. I'm drinking so much espresso now. Lavazza. Yeah, so am I. Oh, so good. I've got gastric uh, reflex or something, coughing now because I, I've got an acidy espresso stomach, but it really gets me through the day. I love it. 
Yeah, and the weight uh, scale is absolute. Any trainer listening will, con- will confirm the wisdom of what you're saying. Yeah. You, Just look you, at you your gotta, bathroom scale. Every morning, look at your scale. Yeah, that's that's doing, your score of what you did yesterday. You're doing something right or you're doing something wrong. <laughs> right. You figure it out. Yeah, you, you figure it out. My case. Yeah. But the scale never lies. <laughs> right. The scale never lies. Just your brain lies to you. Which car have you guys driven that has terrified you the most? <laughs> oh. Have you had a terrifying car? What? Uh, many. Uh, the one that pops in my head, I drove this thing, the Koenigsegg Agera XS, which is 1,390 horsepower, two-wheel wow. drive, wow. in the rain in Miami. Oh, my God. That was literally terrifying. It was just it was just everywhere. It was all over the place. And that was with everything on. It was just so powerful. Wow. I was trying to make a video with it. It was just like, forget about it. Wow. I would say uh, 1963 Morgan Supersport <laughs> that Dennis Glavis lent me <laughs> one morning. I was, there for, West. I was there for that ride. It was terrifying. That was a pretty terrifying ride. Yet you still want that car. And, I do. I loved it. And don't want it at the same time. That's true. Still. Every day I drive by it, I look in the window. Do you ever drive a Morgan? Oh, many. Yeah, I like. I love three wheelers. I'm a three wheeler. Really? Oh yeah, they're great. They're great. I mean, they're they're they they break a lot, but they're great yeah. cars. <laughs> yeah. I did a rally with one, and we came in second place. And then as we're leaving, it broke down like on like uh, La Cienega or something. And An old uh, SNS motor one, Jap motor. No, it was it was, it was a new newish one. But it was what was funny was the reason it broke was the um, it had these uh, rubber. Um, bushings that like they hold the electronics in place and i guess like for world war ii morgan produced 80 billion of these things and they still put them on brand new cars and the rubber's just rotten and so as it shakes because it's a motorcycle motor they, they shatter and then the electronics fail and we're pushing the car <laughs> like this is it's brand, you know i think it was brand new at the time but it was yeah i was car. driving down doheny uh, earlier <clears throat> today and i saw a guy about a mile away with like a 64 beetle beat up beetle and when i see something like that it it, it transfixes me i i love people that still drive old beetles that they're still around i saw one of those too on my street really was it an old light blue car it was a no it was like a white car so interesting and i followed the guy i wanted to see who is <laughs> who is do, driving this car to, yeah. to get around yeah and it just seemed like an old man and it was just his car, and it was the, so cool. I had the same experience driving home with Did Erica. You, today? Did you today, follow Today, I pulled up, and there was an old VW Beetle, and I stopped and talked to the guy. Really? I, I thought it was you for a second. I guess that could be Jerry. <laughs> and then I, no, I noticed it wasn't. I still stopped. And I, went, I, I really love this car. You're drawn to that guy for some reason. Yeah. He goes, it's, no, I'm just driving around. He had a black plate on it. He goes, just driving around, looking around, having a nice time. Did you ever get into those? Did you ever understand no, the my, culture my, of, of Beatles? I, I appreciate it. I drove like a pretty early one, like a 53. That was pretty cool. It had like, you know, no synchros. And right. Double D clutching and all that. Yeah. But my mom really soured me on them because like we had this guy that I grew up with. I won't say his name, but like uh, he was he was in the war on the side of Germany and he was living message received and he was and he had an old red beat up beetle and my mom was always like that Nazi yeah and so I was just always like uh. right but I, I I I really like I mean they're 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 amazing because it's like simple inexpensive but elegant where a lot of cars were simple inexpensive and like you know grotesque and they were there was just something 
if you think so about cool that about that didn't exist in any form the idea of a small flat four in the back of the car so that you have four seats and a snub nose aerodynamic you know it's so interesting i think it's brilliant i mean there was there was you know the story of joseph gans yeah mm-hmm. so like he was this he was a guy I contributed who, to the restoration of the surviving gans yeah you did i did oh wow amazing okay yeah. so gans was he was this he was the editor of like the big car magazine in germany in the 20s and he was constantly agitating for a smaller simpler people's car right and he said it should have a air-cooled you know a flat engine in the back and have a ladder frame and that way you could you know have all the interior space right and then when hitler came to power he he at the berlin motor show he announces we're gonna make this this you know this this you know this volkswagen the car for the people and i want the best person to design it and they go gans he's the guy and then the next day they realize he's jewish and they throw him in prison and then they appoint porsche to to be the engineer who never got it right he put like a five-cylinder radial engine in there and it's right. too expensive but anyways gans very cool i saw today on youtube ben kingsley read a letter that gandhi wow. wrote to hitler in 1939 july of 1939 imploring him not to uh increase his uh, militaristic ambition i have the letter right didn't, here didn't make much of an impact <laughs> he tried maybe he, he was like maybe if i'm really nice yes. and respectful <laughs> dearest a um my good friend <laughs> come on man i implore you <laughs> ymdla regarding liberty when do you what do you guys think about malibu sheriffs writing tickets and telling loyal customers to stop coming to the malibu country mart <laughs> so apparently it's happening zuckerman i i knew they would start writing tickets so we, anybody who's gotten a ticket what what are they doing they're just fighting it in court and submitting some paperwork and a coffee receipt and saying i would say so i mean it's again it seems ridiculous and, and and talk about the problem is is what's the ticket 36 bucks or 50 no and sheriffs are writing tickets in parking lots of malls i would i would tell you that it's the it's the volunteer sheriffs it's the supplemental sheriffs in the white in the in the white suvs but do they have jurisdiction over For writing tickets they can For what? they're empowered to write tickets they're the volunteers but every people are illegally parking there all day to go to the beach Aren't they the true trespassers? Yeah, I would agree with you again. This oh, is man. just impotence, screaming out loud how impotent they I'm are. I'm going to turn this media machine right on them. Um, this dog is scared of the fireworks, isn't he? He hates it. Uh, uh, what's your favorite sensory experience of driving? Andy Racklin wants to know. The feel of the shifter sliding into gear, the smell of the hot oil and burning gas, the G-forces, the cornering. What is it? Your favorite like the sensory sound of a tearing calico dress. What? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest experience of driving is of course sensory. Sensory experience of driving is of course quality steering. Quality steering, steering is number 1. Your the smell of your 550 this morning was pretty amazing. Oh yeah. Blasting out of that little car. Yeah. yeah. I, I that car was fast by the way. Really fast. It's a race car. I was jamming in the Zagato yeah. and I was having trouble keeping up with you. It's very light. It's fa- it's a 4 cam. It's it's torquey. It's So it horsepower goes. of 550 is 125 maybe? Really? Yeah. All right, so that's what the Zagato is. Right. And the weight Zagato's fifteen hundred. What's the weight of the five? Probably about the same. So that's why. Yeah, boy, it goes. Yeah, you were driving that car faster than any car I've seen you drive. Yeah. Uh, is- well, I was kind of wanting to have the motorcycle experience you had the day before. Yeah. 
the S one thousand. And I did. Right. And I felt like I was on a motorcycle. <laughs> I felt like uh, just completely uh, involved in the mechanical uh, scream of it. It was. Do you, just, do you ever think? You know, this is the company and the car that killed James Dean. Yeah, that it might be the same one that kills me. Yeah, yeah, I do think that. Yeah, and are you cool? Kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't disagree That'd with that. Be a cool way to go out. So I'd say just the visual is still for me the number one thrill. Because, really? Well, I followed a, when I did the Amelia. I followed a five fifty. I was in a Gull Wing. Right. And there was this five fifty, and it had red tips on the on the uh -huh. little tails. And we were, you know, you're allowed, you go there and you're, you know, they, the police encourage you to break every law in the country. Right. And so we're whipping through Tuscany, you know, 110 miles an hour. And I'm following this little 550 and I just fell in love with the car. And I just, just, just from behind, just following it. It was, it was the number one automotive experience I've ever had. It's like an aluminum raindrop, that mm. car, isn't it's it? Amazing. Yeah. yeah it's and, amazing. And, and it's, it should not be that quick because the, the Gullwings wings are the fastest cars on the melee. Right. Very few things can keep up like, like four cam Porsches, Lancia Aurelia's big Jags, Healy 3000s. Those things are about as fast. Uh huh. And it's just this, this 550 was just mega. It was just again I shut my eyes I think of like what's the greatest moment I've had and it was for an hour just following this little 550 through Italy it was wow that's perfect. cool it was that's yeah. cool yeah well that's our show gentlemen an hour and 15 a rollicking hour and <laughs> 15 it'll be a little shorter because there were some edits in there there was a guy <laughs> lost somewhere in Anaheim <laughs> There were mic drops. <laughs> there was food being eaten, police helicopters, explosions. <laughs> had it all. We've had it all on this Independence Day show for Spike's Car Radio. Uh, I believe this week you should be able to get tickets to our live show. It will have 30 people on stage. <laughs> Jerry's invited all of them. He may or may not be there. Uh, Tony Hatter may or may. Grant Larson may or may not. Uh, Zuckerman, uh, Johnny, myself. Something will happen. So uh, sign up. It's going to be at the Lodge, and uh, I can guarantee you it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and you can ask your questions in person. And uh, if they're not good questions, Jerry can tell you. <laughs> Bad question. <laughs> <laughs> right to your face. See you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.